It was a little bit of a lag. It wasn't as bad as before. Before, I'd be like talking, and, and then all of a sudden, you'd be answering something I said like a minute or so ago. Yeah, I live in the middle of nowhere, by the way. All right. So that might have something to do with it. Okay. You're listening to the Music Manual Podcast for March 11th, 2018. Learn more at musicmanual.com. Hi, and welcome to another Music Manual. I am Tom, and on today's show, visiting again is... The Lady Anonymous. Now, uh, The Lady Anonymous was on the show back in 2016. Um, And yes, I have confirmed it's 2016. And just released a whole bunch of new stuff. Uh, it's, It's all for the anniversary of the first album that was released. Um, This is kind of a short interview because we had really bad connection issues. First, it was on... Uh, we tried doing it over Google Hangouts like we normally do. And that was like, the answers were like a minute behind. So it's not nearly as bad because then what we did is I just called on the phone. So this is a phone conversation that you're hearing. And uh, the lag is is tolerable. It's it, You don't even notice it most of the time. But, uh, but yeah, the signal's bad, but it's still a pretty good interview. We talk a little bit about the uh, recording process, which is all done on iPad, which I don't think we covered last time, and I found that kind of interesting. So listen to this uh, interview with the Lady Anonymous starting right now. I've been fine. I've been keeping busy. You have. I just realized uh, went to your, when I went to your site, you like released like 10 million things in the past two weeks. Tell me about that. Well, um, with the third anniversary of my first time self-publishing in February, on the 19th, actually. So I went a little overboard with my celebrations. Yeah. <laughs> so so explain the celebration. Well, so I re-released a single with a remastered version. That was the single Fleeting Fractals from my album Dialectical Observations. And then I released a four-track EP of different versions of my sort of neoclassical ballad, Winter Salve, and another little ditty called Jade's Fame. And then I released a free-to-download sort of gift to everybody called Distilled. And then finally, my new EP of all original songs um, called Neoclassism. Now, well, they're technically all originals. It's just that some have been released before is what you're saying. Yeah, correct. Okay. All right. And then, so the anniversary of this, so uh, like all of them came out or how are, how are they, how can it be the anniversary of all of them? Or were you saying that uh, it was, it's the anniversary of the first time you released. So in honor of that, you released all of the albums. Um, it was. It was the anniversary of my publishing, so then I went a little crazy by pub- by publishing a whole lot of new stuff. Okay, all right. And so, so tell me about uh, tell me about the newest album. Well, the new EP is called Neoclassicism. Um, it's partly called that because I thought I was going to be going in a more neoclassical direction in my music. But when I started songwriting for it, all of the songs decided that, you know, they were going to do their own thing. So pretty much each song is of a different subgenre. Um, 
But there's a neoclassical ballad on there. There's sort of an attempt at post-industrial jazz. Um, it's a little all over the place, but it all has kind of a relentless pace to it. Okay. Yeah, and so by different genres, like, uh, why were you exploring these different genres? Well, that's just the way the songs wanted it. I wasn't really trying. Um, my songs just kind of tend to do their own thing. Like, I start out with an idea, and then the song kind of progresses on its own, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, totally. No, I've, I've had many discussions where we've talked about that, about how sometimes when you, uh, when you finish recording the song that you originally started with, like you could use that as a template for starting another song. It's so different. Yeah. Actually, how on that EP started was um, ideas from previous songs that I just re-explored. Okay. All right. And so you've also given a lot of credit to uh, some of the, some of the artwork that's come out with the albums. Now, are you just finding these and crediting the person because they release it online, or do you actually know the person that's doing the artwork? Well, we have an relationship. Um, pretty much, I just sort of contacted him gushing about his artwork and asked if I could use a piece for a cover, and then we've sort of just had this give-and-take reciprocal relationship since then. He uses my music in these uh, videos he does of rendering his artwork, oh, okay. and I'm pretty much free to use any piece of his to use as a cover. And how did you find the artist? Um, in art, actually. At where? DeviantArt.com. Oh, DeviantArt. Okay, sorry, you broke up when that happened. I didn't. I didn't. I heard. I heard the word art. And I was just like, well, that doesn't narrow it down for me. <laughs> I got you over at DeviantArt. Um, and the, uh, yeah, so the, now, how are you recording this stuff? You're recording it at home? Yeah, I do home recordings on an iPad um, really? that I have networked to my computer. Yeah. What do you wait? So, so you're using it just for the instruments, or you're actually using recording software on the iPad? Like, what's the what's the method for? Like, you sit down, you have the iPad. What are you using? You know. Well, um, I'm kind of simultaneously embarrassed and proud to admit that I use GarageBand. Okay, no, that's not on uncommon. The iPad. Okay. Well, um, I, I'm a little embarrassed that I'm using something that's, you know, not really cool or fancy, um, but I've been told that I get a pretty impressive sound of it. Yeah, no, that's that's what I'm saying, because I was curious as I was listening. I'm like, uh, I didn't know if you were recording MIDI. Um, so are there in, so I've never actually used GarageBand for the iPad. Um, I don't I don't have an iPad. Uh, so does it have instruments that you play on or do you have to use apps for the instruments? I mean, how, are, how does this process work? Well, it has a variety of instruments on it. 
Some of them are simulated instruments, like you actually work on a fretboard if you're doing a stringed instrument. Okay. And then there's also keyboards, of course. And so I use a lot of keyboards. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, and I know that from listening to it. And that, that was the thing is like I've had... I've I've wanted to record like say on my phone even I've seen that there's there's like some ah, I, the name escapes me but there's some artist out there who the guy records everything on his phone and just goes to his studio because he needs the instruments and and he just hooks it all up to his phone and he but he uses it as the multi-track recording he plays the instruments he doesn't play instruments on the phone so I've downloaded what he had and I'm like well now how do I how do I play on this? I want to play on the phone too. So I wasn't sure if the app actually came with instruments or what. Um, GarageBand for, for the iPhone actually does. That's okay. actually how I started with using an iPhone before I graduated to an iPad. Okay. All right. And then, so you said you got that and now you're, you're, connecting it to the computer so what are you doing connecting it to the computer what's the the need for that at, at this point the computer is for the mask i'm sorry you broke up during that one could you say that one more time i use the computer for the mastering process oh, okay the computer actually has a wider variety of instruments on it but i prefer the the hands-on method of the iPad. But what about the difference between playing an actual piano and playing a diagram of one on a flat surface? Well, that's the thing. I mean, I can play the keyboard on, on the touchpad, of course. I wish I had my own piano, okay. um, but unfortunately, I don't. All right. All right, so I wasn't sure, like, because because I know in some of your bios and stuff, you were talking about how you had been um, trained in piano uh, long ago. So I wasn't sure, like, d how yeah. different it was. Long time ago, I had a piano, um, and it is pretty different. I mean the the keys are sort of pressure sedative on the iPad, so it has at least that going for it. Mm -hmm. um, but to get a proper sound out of it, I actually have to go in note by note and adjust the uh, the velocity and the um, the reverb and all that stuff of the actual notes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nice. And what about the... Uh, so you're programming the drums too. Now, like, that's not... Are you able to tap out the drums on that? Because programming drums is a way different animal than like going, oh, you tap this beat with my fingers or whatever, and I can get it. But if you're actually programming well, the the beat like they do on an 808, that's an entire, that's that's harder to figure out. You can do both. Um, you yeah. can tap on a variety of drum machines that it has, or you can go into the edit portion and um, program in each beat on each instrument. So you can do it the very meticulous way, mm -hmm. or you can do it the just tapping it out way. Okay. 
How much of this do you? I do both. Well, how much of this do you do at home? Because I'm listening to you say that, and I'm just like, you know, damn, you could do this on the bus. You know, are you writing song? Do you have like a set a setup that you do, or are you pretty much just like, oh, I have an idea for a song. I'm sitting at the park. Uh, I'm going to write it here. Well, I do most of my work at home um, okay. because I have a little a little setup. Um, a little workstation going where I can use my computer and my iPad simultaneously. Okay. So you do have to have them with each other to work on it. It's not just for the mixing. I can work independently with the iPad. Mm-hmm. I just prefer my little workstation. Gotcha. That's what I was wondering is if it was a preference. It is. Okay. And then, uh, so so now the uh, you're still releasing under Creative Commons. Uh, now, are you doing this because is the artist you're using also Creative Commons? I mean, how how has it been benefiting you uh, releasing your music that way? Um, well, it doesn't benefit me a whole lot, except that I know that my music can be integrated into other works of art that people have freer access to use it as they will. Okay. Which I appreciate that about creative commons. What are some of the interesting things you found out recently that people have been using your music on? Um, mostly it's, uh, in soundtracks to videos, YouTube videos, right? Like gaming videos or, uh, what, what kind of videos? Well, um, there's the artist rendering videos, um, gotcha. the artist that does my cover art. Um, and there is uh, another artist doing a, a remix of one of my songs right now. And I just think that's so cool that, you know, he whatever he wants to get out of it, that's fine by me. What's a, a remix of it? How? Like, like in what, not, not well, how does he remix? I mean, <laughs> how, in what manner is his style of remix is what I meant to say. Oh, the different style. Yeah. Well, um, he does a, he does eighties glam rock meets industrial metal sort of sound. Oh, cool. If that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. Um, so He's uh, turning one of my songs that has kind of a uh, more of a metal sound to actually do vocals on the song. Um, and he's going to remix that into um, his music. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was curious. The reason I wanted to ask is in the style is because there, when I uh, searched YouTube for some of the more recent songs, um, if you actually search Lady Anonymous... Um, there's one of the top hits is a rap video featuring lady anonymous. And I'm like, I don't think that's you. And I'm pretty sure it's not. I think the woman that's in it might be under that same similar name. I mean, not with the yours. Yours is, uh, capitalized in the middle the NYM. Right. I've actually come across artists before. Um, my music was at first, published on her Spotify page. So I had to go to Spotify and be like, Hey, we're not the same person. Yeah. 
set up a different page for me, please. Yes. Oh yeah. Like sometimes the name will be similar and all of a sudden music shows up on your stuff. Um, I haven't run into that so far. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's just been my, my music appearing, um, under this other lady anonymous person gotcha. who, you know, how dare they have a similar name? <laughs> right. Yes. Cause the name being anonymous, but yeah. No, okay. So it was the other way around. I've actually had a similar thing happen with me that way. There's a jazz band that has a similar name to a side project that I'm doing. And, uh, my stuff got put under theirs. Uh, it, it's a jazz band out of the, like they're in another country, but, um, I haven't said anything yet because they have more hits than I do. <laughs> so maybe I'll benefit from it. I don't know. It's not my mistake. It's Spotify's mistake. <laughs> um, and then, right. yeah. And then I actually get a lot of, um, a lot of interest in my music because, you know, um, you know, the political activist group anonymous, Mm-hmm. I get hits from people interested in anonymous all the time. Makes so sense. Sometimes my music is associated with anonymous. Which, uh, I don't really have a big problem with it. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, traffic's traffic. You're just making music. You're not, you know, you're not, you're not taking over the web or nothing with your, uh, with your, I, I don't know what they do. I know it's something they get in the news a lot. I'm trying to make a I'm trying to make an analogy and I got nothing. Um so <laughs> but anyway. And then uh you're using the uh non- Oh yeah, it's not like I'm an actual Sorry, we're getting Sorry, what was that? That's all right. We were getting the lag again. Uh I, I must I, I didn't mean to talk over you. Um, but I, I was just going to ask, so you're, you're still using the, um, the non-commercial license. Yeah. You know, people can do with it, whatever they want, as long as it's not for commercial purposes. Right. Yeah. If, if they want to use it for commercial purposes, they have to talk to me first. Yeah. As, Which most likely I'll just say, "Hey, that's cool," but you know, I just want to know. Right. Yeah. As as the license explains, you you can do that. It's that's the beauty of it. Yeah. And then, um, so I wanted to ask you about. Uh, well, first of all, is there anything um, before before I ask you about the song that we're going to close the show out with today? Um, is there anything you're doing, any projects or anything that we haven't talked about that maybe you wanted to mention that maybe I didn't know about? It doesn't have to do with music. It could be anything. Um, no, not at the moment. I'm sort of taking a breather after the, after the busyness of last month. Right. Um, I just wrote another song, but I'm uh, easing myself back into back into writing mode after being constantly in release mode for a month. Right. And writing another song is not taking a breather, but I get what you mean. Yeah. It's a, it's a different form of a different part of the business, you know? Right. <laughs> and then I wanted to play one of the songs off of uh neoclassism. Um, I would say um, Utaku. Otaku. Sorry. I just said that wrong. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about that song and what they're going to be hearing. Are you still there? Yeah. You there? 
Okay. Yeah. Um, so you wanted to play Otaku? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the song. Okay. Well, um, that came from, that started out from experimenting with a new drum kit that appeared in my garage band. It's called a Chinese drum kit. I'm not exactly sure what makes it so Chinese, but I can get some really interesting sounds out of it. So I just started messing around with that and a couple of guitar tracks. Um, and it just sort of evolved. The uh, name comes from pretty much uh, the Japanese word for awkward geek. Okay. <laughs> um, pretty much maladjusted um teenagers, youth with um, very geeky interests. Um, and um, yeah, I guess literally it translates to outsider. And I just thought the, I just thought the name was cool. And yeah. so it, it kind of go with the, I think it goes with the sound of the song. All right, cool. All right, well, then we're going to hear the song Otaku. And uh, I wanted to thank you very much for coming back on the show. It was great, great talking with you again. For having me. All right, and here is the song Otaku. And this has been another Music Manumet podcast at musicmanumet.com. 